This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce. Monday edition. Man, it feels like we haven't talked to you in a long, long time. Probably because so many games to get through. Alex, let's just kick it right off with, unfortunately, the probably the biggest news of the weekend at this point. Um, the Bucks end up winning game four to keep their season alive. They win 118-115 in overtime, but the story coming out of that game, Giannis re-injures the right ankle that he injured in game three that he ended up playing on, but there was questions whether he was going to play in game four. Plays in game four. He's balling out. He has, what was it? I want to say 19. 19. Before he mm-hmm. got hurt. And it was scary. I mean, you texted me, and I agreed with you. When he went down, he screamed so loud that I thought it, someone texted it was reminiscent of Kevin Durant, like getting hurt, but playing through it and then getting a worse injury or not texted, tweeted. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I didn't think it was that bad, but the way he screamed, it was scary. I mean, so yeah, I felt the exact same way. I, I, I wonder if that was kind of like, there's no crowd noise and mics are picking up extra stuff, but. I'd imagine most people listening to this podcast have tweaked their ankle playing basketball. Uh, I've done it 50, 75 times, but I can't imagine then two days later spraining the same ankle. Like that pain was probably unbelievably sharp. And, and the scream really, I mean, it was a good game, but like that whole incident just bummed me out. It rattled me. Hope he's okay. Kind of hope he doesn't play the rest of the series. Um, they went on to win one eighteen to one fifteen. I don't know if we mentioned the score yet. But I did. That, that I did. was the big Alex, story. Come on, man. What, are you, what are you? What are you trying to like come at, come for my come for my <laughs> job? One eighteen. It's the first thing I said. But yeah, no, it's true. Um, it's just. But the report came out after. I think it was Woj, of course, who said that he wanted to come back in, and the training staff they didn't clear him because he he couldn't jump, he couldn't put pressure on, or he couldn't put any pressure on it. Um, but that's why I desperately wanted Miami to win this game and close it out because I was just like, mm-hmm. here we go. He's going to, he's going to, it's Giannis. He's got the pressure of probably being back-to-back MVP and defensive player of the year and losing, blowing a 2-0 lead last year in the playoffs. And now all the questions are going to come out about this team if they get swept or if they lose 4-1. So he's probably going to do everything he can to play next game. And it's the last thing. I mean, it just it sucks, man. I don't want to see it because I don't want two sprained ankles on the same ankle in the same series. It's just bound to have something bad happen. Yeah. And it's 
they're down. They were down three zero at the time of the injury. They scraped this one out, but like no teams ever come win. back from three zero. They're, they're not going to win. Yeah, they're not going to win the series unless something miraculous happens. So now, but, yeah, I mean, coming out of it, the, the biggest thing to me, based on the fact that the Heat lose this game, right? Chris Middleton had six points in the first half. Giannis goes out. Middleton finishes with thirty six. It's 30 in the second half in overtime. Jimmy Butler finished with 17 points on 6 of 15 shooting. Um, there's a few ways you can look at this to me. Um, first of all, for all the, the there's all this for all the Jimmy Butler playoff Jimmy talk, right? He's had two outstanding like championship level games and now he's had two duds. And now in this series, and of course, we're going to remember the championship level games, but let's not forget, obviously the end of game two, there was, there was the foul call on Dragic and then there was the makeup call on Giannis and Jimmy hits the free throws to win the game. But before that, those two free throws, he had 11 points in that game. He also had a brutal turnover, a brutal turnover in that stretch. A game they could have easily lost. It could have been one, one. The series could be two, two now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Tonight he has 17 points on 6 of 15 shooting. That's not going to get it done against better teams. They're obviously outclassing the Bucks in this series. They are the better team. It just for whatever reason, the Bucks people are blaming it on the layoff. I don't know if I buy that. I think maybe the Bucks are just not quite built for a championship run despite having Giannis cuz the rest of the team just doesn't look great. Um, but there's two. There's there's a few ways I look at what happened in them losing this game. One is, I saw some Heat fans saying that Heat the Heat have a tendency to slack off when the other team's star player is not in or doesn't play, sort of play down to the level of competition. There is p- the possibility that their game plan clearly has been so focused on shutting down Giannis. That when Giannis was out and they went five shooters and there was more ball movement, they just weren't quite ready, right? They didn't adjust on the fly and Middleton got off. Or three, which Heat fans aren't going to love, the Heat won in six this year against the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Maybe when the other team's best player is an elite two, three-way score or three-level scorer, and the focal point of the offense with shooters around them, maybe they struggle. Maybe they, their defense goes from elite to just really good or great, which is not going to be enough against potentially Boston or Lakers or Clippers. I don't know which one it is. We'll see. I mean, obviously, game five is going to tell a lot of the story if Giannis doesn't play. But I, I just find that interesting, that stat, one and six against those teams, and probably four of the best wing scorers are on those teams. LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, and Jason Tatum. It's a good point. I, I will say I think all the guys you just mentioned are a class above Chris Middleton. It's sure. not a knock on Chris Middleton, but I think he just had a really, really good second half. Um, I think for me, it's more of a tip of the cap to Chris Middleton than the Heat did anything wrong. Um, but it's a legitimate concern because it really didn't look like this – the way the series has gone in that second half. Um, it looked like, and, and you know, maybe, yeah, like you, you also mentioned, 
maybe the Heat are so locked in on this really solid game plan they had to uh, to contain Giannis that when he's out and the Bucks have to basically play a different offensive scheme, they just flat out weren't prepared. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I, like it looks like the Heat are going to win the series, but I, I just don't think. I still don't think they're an elite team. They're playing really, really well. They're a good team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. Those guys that I mentioned are in a class above Chris Middleton, which which is where that, my concern yeah. lies, right? Mm-hmm. And Middleton, for everything that he is or isn't, is is a very unique scorer in the league. There are not a lot of guys who can score the way he can and all three He's He's deadly in the mid-range. He is a... If he's not a 40% three-point shooter, he's pushing 40 every year. And he can get to the rim. He can break you down off the dribble. He's not in that tier of those guys that we talked about, but he's an all-star who can do all those things. And once the focal point was him, they struggled. Now, again, I probably lean more towards they looked more shell-shocked about the Giannis injury than the Bucks did for some reason. And they struggled. I don't see Spolstra... Not, I mean, if 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 Giannis is out, I see them making the adjustments and winning Game Five. I see them probably winning Game Five either way. Um, but it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Now they we don't know who they're going to play next round. I think the Raptors are a better matchup for the Heat than the Celtics. We'll we'll talk about that game that series in a second. But you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing to point out when you and when you add the Raptors and they were two and one against the Raptors this year they had a losing record against the rest of those teams so it'll be interesting to see they're obviously still going to win but ultimately at the end of the day hopefully they just don't they just don't play Giannis I just really don't want to see it regardless of he's going to take so much criticism already this offseason for the way he played in the in the playoffs and this team is going to be probably going through changes the last thing they need is him going in and getting seriously hurt yeah. in game five um and just yeah, yeah go ahead the, the way he plays the way he plays to be effective puts that ankle in jeopardy like they need him taking those long strides to the rim and that puts you at risk of stepping on someone's foot like if and, I'm them, in transition if I'm, yeah. and in transition, it's not even. It's, yeah, he's just a he's just a bulldog in transition. Right, and even if it's not like a a turned ankle, like even a bad fall, you know, he goes up hard. They're gonna hit him harder because of who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. and he, there's just so many ways. I mean, you also think like. They mentioned the Grant Hill injury from years ago that was against the Heat. I heard in that the too. I was going to mention that. Great point. Giannis could close out and t- and turn his ankle coming down off of a closeout. I mean, he could go for a jump shot. He doesn't sh- jump very high on his jumper and come down on somebody. I mean, there's so many different things where you can really mess up your ankle, especially when you have the same ankle hurt twice in the same series. Hopefully yeah. they don't play him. The series is, like you said, the series is over. Uh, we'll see. But I, I just, it sucks. It sucks yeah. that it has to go down that way. But... That being said, the Heat it don't that's not to take anything away from the Heat. The Heat have controlled this series from the jump and they've been the better team no matter what. So I do want I do want to see Jimmy be more consistently like in the end of the today's game or last night's game, I would have liked to see Jimmy in the end be the same Jimmy he was in game one and game three. 
take over. Yeah. The best player in the M- the back-to-back MVP is out. Go be the guy that you say you are. That's always been my concern about him, period, in his career. Is I, They talk about his big games. They talk about him as a winner and all this stuff. I haven't consistently seen him do it. So we'll see. Um, Lakers. All right. That was, uh, that's the biggest story of the weekend. Had to go long a little bit on that one, but, um, the other game Sunday night, Lakers Rockets Lakers. First of all, let me, I gotta, I mean, I gotta brag, right? Yeah. You were spot on on game one. It's gotta be said. Uh, I'll say it for you. So you don't have to brag. Uh, Joey came out and said, you know, Lakers might not be quite ready for what this Rockets team does in game one. And they might drop that game and then make some adjustments and look really good. And that's basically what happened to a T. So, Joey, there you go. Proceed. Well, the only thing that didn't happen to a T is I don't think they looked great in game two. So the, the Lakers end up winning game two, 117-109. The series is now tied. LeBron and AD, they go off for 62 points, but it's only an eight-point win. And there was a point, I think it was either in the third or the fourth quarter, um, it, was, it was early in the fourth. The Lakers had to go to a zone, which I don't think I remember seeing them play this year, like ever. Um, they just couldn't stop, you know, in the third, they couldn't stop Harden. They, they were doubling him. Um, they were just throwing all these different looks at him, which is great. But despite all that, they still couldn't stop him. And Russ had another game where he actively looked like he was trying to lose five of 14 from the field, seven turnovers. I mean, the Rockets were never out of this game. No. And here's, here's why I think I actually am impressed by this Lakers victory is because, the Rockets were 22 from 53 from three-point range. I mean, I'd actually be interested to see how many times a team has hit 23 pointers in a playoff game and lost. So for the Lakers to scrape out a win when the Rockets are shooting that well, and if you subtract Russell Westbrook's one for seven from three-point, their their three-point shooting was off the charts. It's like 21 right. for 46. Yeah. Um, so for the Lakers to, I mean, let's be honest, the Rockets are they're they're going to shoot a lot of threes, but they're not going to make 22 every game. And so if you can survive those games where they do shoot that well, I think it's a huge win. Um, And the only other thing I want to mention is Jesus Christ, LeBron James, like he at 35 years old is the most explosive guy in the building. And I've never seen anything like it. I've been watching sports my whole life. No one at his age should be that explosive and just clearly so surprised superior to everyone else on the floor athletically like I, I just feel like like privilege should be able to watch somebody that special do you think he's ever taken steroids no i think his no, dna think so is so his dna but it's just is so, so rare weird. it's it's so rare <laughs> for a guy to get seemingly more athletic the older he gets it's just, just no drop off and not not the he's just durable it's crazy um yeah i get what you're saying about the rockets like coming out with a win, but like, I know there's no moral victories when you're the number one seed in your conference and you're supposed to roll through till you play the Clippers, you know? Yeah, so not moral, but I know. You mean. I mean, but like, cause, cause the other thing is like they won by eight and Markeith Morris had 16 points. Like that is concerned that, uh, you know what I mean? They like can't, we they knew, can't rely on that. Yeah. Like we knew the way the Rockets play defense is that there's going to be opportunities for LeBron and AD to sort of carry this team to where they need to go, but they do need role players to step up and it's not going to be Mark, not Markeith Morris. Mm-hmm. You've said it all along. It's got to eventually be Kyle Kuzma. I mean, maybe 
they'll have I think they'll have enough from their other guys in this series where they'll get some sh- some clutch shooting from Danny Green or Markeith Morris tonight or last night or whoever it in- ends up being Caruso or whatever even Rondo hit a big jumper with with under a minute to go in the game but if Kuzma does not step up as like a legitimate third option for this team they're not getting past I don't see them getting past the Clippers I think the I just don't think they're a better team than the Clippers. I and I, LeBron's playing incredible, and AD is he's what he is. But the Clippers are a better team, and and they're not even playing great yet. Wow, I I you're looking a little bit further ahead. I'm actually intrigued oh, yeah. by the series. I agree. I mean, you, yeah, I, I think the Lakers are going to win the series, but I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit less confident, a little bit more nervous than I was entering Game One. Um. The point I kept making was Anthony Davis needs to be taking a ton of shots, and I think I'm dead on there. He's In game one, he shot 62.5% from the field. In game two, he shot the same percentage, 62.5% from the field. That's a high percentage shot. Like He took 24 shots tonight. I think that's an absolute minimum for what he needs to take in this series. I think he should be taking 25 shots every night because – if he has the ball and he's within 15 feet of the basket, that's that's a good that's about as good a shot as you're going to get against this Rockets team. He just has that height advantage. I know, like typically, a fadeaway two is not your ideal shot, but like he's that good and they're that small of a defense. Where I'm fine with Anthony Davis taking 25 shots every single game in this series because they're high percentage shots. I yeah, and he did it tonight. And like 16, 16 in game one is way too few for me. And they still, and, but they did it tonight and they still eked out a win. You know, like I, I, I agree with what you said, actually. Like I originally said, I think I said on Friday or whenever we picked this, the game one, so it, was, it had to be Thursday um, or whenever it was, I don't know, um, that I thought the Rockets would win game one and then the Lakers would you know, it would become one of those series where they would slowly, and it still could be that, where they would slowly pile it on. But the Rockets' defense is really good. Mm-hmm. They keep they keep bringing it up on the broadcast, like constantly, how they've had the best rated defense in the playoffs. Um, by the way, I'm going to bring up another guy later on who that I will talk about in the same mold. But I'm glad the Rockets are playing the Lakers they get to play the Lakers for if only for the fact that people are now realizing what they should have realized a long time ago. PJ Tucker is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He's a beast. He is just, he's a championship role player. Like that's the kind of guy you need on your team. If you're going to win a championship and he's playing the five, but regard, I mean, he had 18 tonight. I think he had 11 rebounds and he's, he can guard one through five. I mean, he's just, his footwork's great. He's probably one of the strongest guys in the NBA. Super tough. I mean, he is. I'm glad he's getting the due after. I mean, he's had he's been in the league for a long time, but he is, man, he's really fun to watch for just a guy who's probably not even supposed to be anywhere near where he's at in terms of just what he's been. I mean, he was he left he wasn't in the league for a long time, and he's bounced around. And he, I mean, it, it, part I give part of the credit to D'Antoni. He kind of does that to guys' careers. Um, but man, he it's been fun to watch him in this series. Absolutely. Um, 
All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's going to, I think there's a chance this could go deeper than I thought. I was expecting Me it too. to be like 4 1 or 4 2, which would still be six games, but I could see it going seven potentially. Russ has to play better. Yeah. Russ has to play better, period. Yeah. If he plays like know. he played tonight, they're probably going to lose 4 1. He's playing terrible. I've been a Russ def- a defender. Like, I like him, but he's horrible. He's so bad right now. And I don't I mean, know he played good last game, though. He played good last game. I know, but like a player. Uh, how, what season is this for him? 10, 11, 12? Like, he can't for be him. having these games where he's. This is kind of him. Just kind of him. A, That's why his teams were, when he was the main guy, he was their te- his teams were awful. He takes bad shots, he turns the ball over. Um, yeah. I guess it's just. He just has to, he has to figure out a way, which I don't know, easier said than done. Even if he shoots bad from the field, it's the turnovers and it's the way he turns the ball. They're just like. So the, ugly, the ugliest play turnover. Like he just, they're so bad. He's out of control, or he makes a one-handed pass that just like goes out of bounds. It's just, it's not good. It, 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 he has the perfect situation in Houston. It's him and if four shooters. Yeah, it's him and four embrace. shooters at all times. Like mm-hmm. he should it, and he's and it's worked out so, so far for the most part. But these kind of games, they are going to lose this series if he has these kind of games. So, but yeah, it's more competitive than I anticipated it being, even through two games, even though I picked them to win the first game. Um, let's get to the other two games of the weekend. I'll go Nuggets Clippers first. Um, okay. And we can actually make our picks for tonight off of talking about these games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the clip, the, um, the Nuggets, man. Wow. Did not see this coming. After getting absolutely blown out in game one, Nuggets come back, win uh, on Saturday, 110-101. They tied the series up. Jokic and Murray combined for 53 points. Uh, Kawhi, 13 points, zero points in the fourth quarter. Lou Will, 0 of 6 from 3. And then just big games from role players from the Nuggets. I don't think I I don't think there was anything like that I learned from this game about this series. I still think the Clippers probably come out next game and pound them, but um the Clippers have been up and down in the playoffs, which is a concerning yeah. thing. I mean, uh if there's any if that's if there's a knock for this team to make it to the finals, it's that when they play elite teams, so whoever comes out of the Lakers Rocket series these kind of game, like having these lulls, it's going to be tough to get by. And Kawhi's not going to have lulls like this every night. But as a team, like allowing Jokic and Murray to get off, um, it just their defense is so bad. One hundred and one points against the Nuggets. Even if Kawhi is a bad game, he only scored one hundred and one points against one of the worst defenses in the league. It's that's concerning. Not concerning yeah. in the series, but concerning for for down the line. Yeah. My big takeaway looking at the box score is first quarter, Denver wins the first quarter 44 to 25. Yeah. And then the Cl- the Clippers win the next three quarters by a couple points here and there. But like that just speaks to those lulls you're talking about. You In the playoff basketball, you cannot get blitzed 44 to 25 in a quarter. Um, and, and, you know, maybe the Nuggets just couldn't miss. Maybe it was as good of a quarter of basketball as they have in them. But it's concerning. Um, I mean, it's as good of a game I mean, as they have in them, I think. 
Yeah. Other than when but, Murray's uh, going for 50. I mean, holding the Clippers I'm to 101 saying, points is incredible. But it's really that first quarter, they were the superior team. And after that, it was, you know, closer to what we think this series is going to be. But I, I don't know. And Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi's not going to go four for 17 from the floor again in the playoffs. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee that. He's not having that bad of a game the rest of these playoffs. So I, I'm not concerned at all about the Clippers. I know you aren't either. Just Nuggets are a weird team. They're a really weird team, especially with this defense. When both of you and I are confident, this is not a good defensive team, and then they're holding the Clippers to 101 points. So right, and and here's and this is where I'm gonna give props to the, the other guy, and I've given him a lot of props already in these playoffs. I would say I would make the argument watching every game that the Nuggets have played so far that Jeremy Grant is just as big a reason why they are still competing in these playoffs as. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous to say because of what Murray did last series. And, and obviously, Murray kept them alive because he, he had a score to win. But Jeremy Grant has brought a different level of intensity to this team defensively since game, I guess, five of last series when they were down 3-1. Um, last in, in game two, three blocks, two steals, seven rebounds. Um Every night he's tasked with guarding either the best or the second best player on the other team because on you know sometimes he's gonna have to guard Kawhi, sometimes he's gonna have to guard Paul George. Um last series he was guarding Donovan Mitchell. He's he is sort of the barometer for how they play defensively, and he has stepped it up to a different level. And when you combine that with the fact that he can shoot, he had a bad shooting game in game two, but he can shoot from the mid-range and from three. He's a crazy athlete. He's going into free. I mean, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So you, you just dropped the uh, championship role player label on PJ Tucker. I, I think that's Jeremy Grant's ceiling. I don't think he's there yet, but he could be a championship role player in the next three to four years. I'll tell he's you what, 26. I'll tell you what he might be. I mean, name a he's team, really good. name a championship level team right now. And, and there's no locks this year, right? So the heat, I would say just because of how how easily they've handled the Bucks, have a slight edge right now as a favorite coming out of the East because of just their depth, their defense. I mean, for everything that the Bucks have been in that series, they're still the Bucks. They're still the best record in the NBA, best defense in the NBA, one of the best. I mean, they're still the Bucks. So what the Heat have done is there's no taking in it. Um, but it's just like a slight margin over the other two teams. Like it's all totally a toss up. And then in the West, it's a toss up, but you can't name a team of all six really teams that have a realistic shot to win a title. And I'm even including Houston in that. You can't name a team that wouldn't take Jeremy Grant right now. And that he wouldn't play major minutes on. Definitely not. All no, of them. He's, he's an excellent so, piece. So he's a champion. I mean, so he is a championship role player. I mean, I see what he, you're saying. He would play. Saying. He would play a ton for the Lakers. Like they're playing Markeith Morris 23 minutes. He's better than Markeith Morris. Look at the uh, the Clippers. I mean, once you get past their top seven guys, Jamichael Green is their eighth. He's better than Jamichael Green. Look at the Celtics. They have no depth or size. Or you look at uh. I mean, he, Toronto, even Toronto, they only go seven deep. Miami's the only team where he probably wouldn't get a ton of minutes, but he'd still play. I mean, he's better than Derek Jones Jr. 
He's probably better. He's not better than Jay Crowder right now, but he's close. He's close, yeah. He wouldn't Jay be Crowder's knocking, playing great. He way. he wouldn't be knocking down shots the way Jay Crowder is right now. But yeah, no, Jeremy Grant. He is going to get paid. He's only making nine million dollars right now. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Did you see too. this when he was in Philly? Like, did you? As I, I really wasn't going to bring it up because I know I hammer Philly all the time, and I didn't want to brag about myself. But they traded Brian Colangelo traded him for Ursan Ilyasova, and a like conditional late first round pick that they used on some scrub. But that move didn't make any goddamn sense for me because it was so clear how good he was defensively. Yeah. And we've seen so many guys between the ages of 22 and 25 make that leap with their jump shooting. Yeah. That, I mean, Ursan Ilyasova, we know what he is. We've known what he is for forever. He's athletically limited, pretty good shooter, whatever. And to give up Jeremy Grant, ridiculous. To answer your question, yes, I saw this coming. Probably not to this extent, but I have several people that will tell you that I said that day, that's a horrible trade. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they've made a lot of, questionable moves we won't get into that that organization but um i'm just shocked how good i mean coming out of college he was like a really good athlete but Mm -hmm. for the most part i stay away from syracuse players as much as i can i just don't believe in them in the pros they they play zone 100 percent of the time generally speaking when they come in they're not ready to defend at the next level and they just they have they've a lot of them have fizzled out other than Mello. Um, I didn't see Jeremy Grant. I saw him being as like a end of the bench rotation energy guy. He's really developed into a really good player. All right, that's enough Jeremy Grant. Um, Clippers are minus seven and a half tonight, in game three. I'll take the Clippers minus seven and a half. I think they stomp them. I think Denver shot their load in the first quarter, and uh, that's going to be that. Yeah, I think so too. I, and I think just there's just I thought the Clippers were going to make a statement in game one. They did. Now they got stomped. I mean, uh, also Pat Beverly. I forgot to mention Pat Beverly got ejected with a minute left in the game. They were down ten, but still, it just that guy. Shut up, man. Just he just yeah, kind of shut up. Like just tiresome. just so stupid. Like. Yeah, 10 points with a minute left, you're probably still going to lose, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. When you have Paul George, Kawhi, Lou Will, like you can shoot crazier things have happened than 10 points in a minute. Mm-hmm. And you're getting teed up and ejected with a minute left in the game when it's it's game 2, you're got to you're about to be tied. Like I know they're really they're, they're clearly a pretty cocky team outside of Kawhi. Um, but man, what a dumb move! What a dumb move! But I'm gonna, I'll go. Clip, I'm gonna go Clippers too. Okay. Um, and then the other game, the last game of the weekend was uh, Raptors and the Celtics. Uh, I told you this series kind of reminded me of the Houston OKC series in the first round, with two, you know, obviously higher stakes and different level of play. I, I'm not Rockets, but different level. OKC not quite at the level of the other three teams, but. Raptors won game four, 193. Series is tied 2-2. Lowry just continuing to carry him. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He's averaging 26 in these last two games now. But really, the story, Raptors, 93 points is the least amount of points the Celtics have scored in the playoffs. 
And Nick Nurse, once again, the different defensive looks continuously throughout the game, the zones and the switching and, and just the matchups, he has real, they have really stepped up on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, I think geez, that game three that they were able to eke out and save their season. Um, and now just give them a chance. Like they scrape out this win and, and the series is tied as opposed to three, one where uh, there'd be basically no hope. Um, I, I still am so confident that the Celtics are a better team, but I agree. We've got a real series here and, and Siakam appears to have woken up. He had 23 points. He had 23 points. One, no of, nine from, one of nine from three. Who, Siakam? Yeah. Uh, I've got two from th- two for 13 here. From three? Yep. Oh, then I saw in that game- wrong. Oh, yeah. In game four, yeah, two for 13. That's not good. <laughs> it's actually worse than what you're saying. But the 23 yeah. points and, and no turnovers, I mean, that's big. Um, yep. I My gut is that the Celtics really had a off shooting night. Um, they shot 20% from three point range. Well, Kemba Jaylen. took Kemba after the game. He Kemba only took nine shots and he, mm-hmm. he kind of took the blame on himself, said it was unacceptable that he only took nine shots that he needs Good to be him, more yeah. aggressive, especially after the way he torched them in game three. So my, my point is like, this is one you could swallow if, uh, you know, you didn't get burned in game three and, say, and lose. You gotta, say, <laughs> you gotta say that when the soundboard's not working. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to say something. Uh, but this is one that's easier to process if you don't lose a heartbreaker in game three. You know, it's like, oh, we dropped game four, bad game. We're still up 3 1. But, but now it's all, tied. And you, that, you gotta, but you, also on the opposite end of that, you if you're the Raptors, you're like, dude, Marcus Smart had the second highest scoring game or fourth quarter of his career. Mm-hmm. to beat us in game two. So really we, they could even, they could be looking at it like we're in control of this series. We should have won game two and it should be three, one. They could, maybe that's what they want to do, but still to me, Siakam was so bad in those first two games that but, that's not how they should be looking at but it. But that's also, I mean, isn't that another reason if you're Toronto, you're like, damn, Siakam isn't even playing well yet. And we're tied and we should have won game two. Yes, but I mean, both been... teams have their reasons to look at it in their favor, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's really interesting just the way I don't I mean, obviously, there's always ways you could look at every series, but I feel like a lot of times series like when they bounce back and forth like this, I think part of it is the bubble. Just games are a little bit different, but, yeah, you know, like the home team wins two games and it's usually pretty handling and then they go on the road and then that that home team wins two games and that's when you're two two. But in this series it could have been so different. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different ways this thing could have bounced right now. Like it could be, it yeah. could have been a sweep. It could have been three, one Celtics. It could be three, one Raptors. Um, and that, that just speaks to how thin the margin of error is and how, how close these teams are in terms of yeah. talent, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, every team, every team, I mean, a couple things go wrong and even if you're the better team, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I still think the Celtics should win this series. I because I think for the last six quarters, Nick Nurse has really thrown some some incredible defensive looks at the Celtics, mm-hmm. and I just think he, there's only so many things he can do in a seven game series. Eventually, when you have a coach like Brad Stevens, who's seeing this over and over again, he's gonna adjust. Mm-hmm. So my anticipation is that the Celtics come out 
much better, like offensively, 10 times better. Actually, no, 10 times better than would be like 930 points. But <laughs> 1.2%, maybe? Yeah. That they, <laughs> that they come out a lot more impressive, particularly, I mean, Kemba, we know, is going to come out looking to get his shots. But um, there's just been two games in a row now. The game three, it was Jason Tatum who only had 14 points. And then, mm-hmm. you know, game four. It, it it leads me to question, do the Celtics... Really, the only question I have with the Celtics is, do they need all three guys to be clicking on all cylinders to win? Which, if that's I the case... I think they need at least they, two of them. They it, definitely need at least two of them. Yeah, that's true. But, it, yeah, that's true. And uh, But didn't they have two of them? I, they had two of them in Game 3, but then in Game 3, Game 3 was a miracle. They probably should have won Game 3. The other thing I think... I keep forgetting, and a lot of people probably do, is just how young Tatum and Brown are. Like, these are a 23-year-old and we a 22-year-old. We do talk about that. Gets, it gets mentioned, but don't forget, mm-hmm. they were in the Eastern Conference Finals and went seven games two years ago. Mm-hmm. No, I just mean in terms of consistency. Like, I'm I'm more able to accept a 23-year-old putting up a dud than, you know, Russell Westbrook with his seven turnovers, you know? Yeah, I, guess I just so. think consistency is a thing you build later in your career. I mean, the the better the player, the earlier he does in his career. But got to get these guys a pass for a bad game here and there. Um, not a pass. Very diplomatic of you. Not a pass. A pass it's very is the diplomatic right word, of you because I don't know that their fans more, will look at it that way. No, Boston's not going to look at it. Um, but I, I do think that they will. The Celtics will bounce back. I, that that's not necessarily. I mean, I am. They are. They're minus one tonight in Game Five. Their favorite Celtics are the yeah. favorites again. Okay, which is weird to me, but um, I do think the Celtics will win. But it's hard. It's another one of those things where I, it's this series now is just totally up in the. I don't know what to think about this series anymore in terms of trying really? to. Predict, I mean, just in terms of trying to predict it because yeah, it's one of those things where again, like after the first two games, I would have. I thought. Boston was going to sweep. They look so much better. Like it, it, yeah. it wasn't particularly close. Um, and the two wins for Toronto have obviously been a lot closer than what we what it looked like from Boston. Although, again, but when you look back at it in Game Two, Marcus Smart had to have 16 points in the fourth quarter for them to win. So it maybe it looked a lot different to me. It did look like Boston pretty much controlled the first two games, whereas. Toronto sort of eked out these last two, mm-hmm. but they're but they are a championship team with a a roster full of guys who won a championship last year. It, it it's hard to say that I can just say that the Celtics are going to roll through and win two more right away. It, it, it's 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 hard. It's sort of a toss up at this point to me. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely say I I'm really confident Celtics are the better team, but again, yeah, I mean it. They could go down 3-2 very easily, but I'm going to go with the Celtics minus one. Sure. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see tomorrow. Um, We've got some great series. That's how I want to end it. We have some great series going here. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that the Rockets-Lakers one is exciting. Yeah. I just want the I, – I don't have a team that I particularly root for, but I'm pulling for the Rockets. Yeah. It would just be – it would be fun. Um, hey, guys. In case you forgot, since it's been two days since there was an episode, go uh, subscribe, rate, and review the pod. Alex is begging for it. He just doesn't stop talking about it. He texts me all weekend. He's like, man, I really yeah, want people I- to leave me a nice rating and review on Apple 
podcast. I'm, I'm almost out of data. I've been texting Joey so much about that. It's just, yeah, I need these reviews. I need these these subscriptions. I need these. What else do we want? Ratings that we need. Ratings, reviews, <laughs> subscribe, do all of it. You guys know what to do. All right, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Later. Later.